Welcome back to the second episode of Friday to Friday. We've got a lot to talk about. Gunna dropped his sophomore album titled Wanna. Code of the Friend dropped a new project titled Everything. Uh, Migos dropped a new hit single with Youngboy NBA, so we'll be previewing a possible Migos drop in the future. Um, but obviously, you know, taking a lot of the attention from this past week was Gunna's new album Wanna. He had two singles leading up to it. He had Skybox and Wanna, 16 more songs to make an 18-track project. What did you guys think of it from an overall perspective? Overall, this was a, this is a great listen. I, I really enjoyed uh, a majority of the songs on these album, uh, this album. I was going into it with high expectations, and once I heard the first song, I knew there was definitely going to be just a ton of great production and a ton of like consistent flows, because that's what Gunna usually brings to the table. And overall, you know, you're going to want to listen to this album. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? He said, it's pretty, he just, you're going to want to listen to this album. Uh, I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> what would you think, Jason? What did you think of this album? <laughs> yeah, let's just forget you even just said that. Yeah, it's so like, Gunna's definitely one of my favorite artists, and I was really looking forward to this album, and I don't think it disappointed in any way at all. Uh, probably one of my more favorite albums of the year, to be honest. Um, you know, he missed on a few songs, I think, but overall, he's pretty much slides on every track. I thought there were some good features on there from Roddy Rich, Young Thug, Travis Scott on the hot, basically, remix. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, overall, I think it was a great album. Yeah, I had low expectations going into it. I'm not the biggest fan of Gunna. Um, you know, Dripper Drown 2 was all right. Mid. Mid, sure. <laughs> Thank you for the, for the street term. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't really a fan of any of his mixtapes. Um, I did like the project with Lil Baby, but I thought he carried on a lot of those tracks. Um, and the first, at least the first three tracks, all Wheezy beats, absolutely killed the beginning of this track. A lot of energy. Um, Wheezy had great produ uh, production on this entire album. I think my five or six favorite tracks on this album were all produced by Wheezy. Um, you know, as soon as you hear that Wheezy out of here at the beginning of the song, you know it's going to be a banger. I think uh, he deserves more respect in the in the producer game. Yeah, he's got to be top three um, in the production game right now. But starting with Argentina, great beat. Um, something that I think Gunna's really good at is matching his tone and flow to the beat. I think in the past he's worked with a lot of similar beats, not a lot of variety, and he got great production on this project and he did really well at matching the mood of the beat with his tone and flow um, so between the with, with the first three tracks Argentina gimmick and money on the way MOTW what did you guys think of all those three were there any that you didn't like did you like all three to be honest all three of these songs were hits for me whether it comes to the beat you know Gunna's flow which is awesome that Gunna could come out of the gate with no features and just kill three songs in a row is really cool to see. Um, all the beats, once again, very good, and Gunna sounds perfect over these beats. 
and Gunna just has that solid, you know, butter smooth flow. And once he starts going, he doesn't stop. Yeah, like Carter said, Gunna's just really smooth on pretty much any track he gets on. And I think on Argentina that shows, I thought it was a great intro, kind of a chill beat. Um, great song gimmick he really just jumps into it immediately hard beat in the beginning i thought it was another great song and one of my actually more favorite songs in the album is definitely motw money on the way uh just another kind of guitar synth beat for gunner up uh, gunner gunner <laughs> and uh yeah i just think he slides all over it so three hits on the first three tracks something i didn't really expect from gunner i didn't think he was going to be able to hold his own on an entire project uh without much without features uh, you can tell he did that on the first three tracks a lot of energy you know, wheezy again came hard with the beats and three hits right off the bat for, for for gunna i wasn't personally a big fan of the fourth track fiending um but part of it was kind of because i wasn't a big fan of the take keith beat i thought wheezy definitely outproduced all the other guys on this on this project uh turbo taurus had good good showings but i think wheezy definitely outdid them. Uh, what did you guys think of the fourth track, Feeny? Yeah, honestly, I think Take Heath has been slacking for uh, a few years now. I mean, he had that one good beat with, uh, what was it, the Black Boy, JB, and Drake song, Look Alive. I thought that was a great beat, but other than that, he hasn't been really doing, I think, uh, any great beats for anybody lately. And I wasn't a huge fan of the fourth song either, Jackson. I'm not, I didn't like the, uh, it, it seemed kind of off-tune, kind of Gunna was off the, off the beat. I, I really didn't like it. To be honest, I'm gonna go the other way with this song. I, I loved it. This this beat, granted it's all over the place. A lot of things going on here, but at the same time, I just love how unique it is. And once again, Gun is solid on it, but this beat, I, I'm in love with it. Um, and I, I can't even describe how it makes me feel because it's just so crazy. Yeah, uh, take Keith. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, the the end of Sicko Mode, which was, which, I mean, he was already one of the top producers in the game, but for people that didn't really know who Tay Keith was, that one kind of um, put him on the map for a lot of people. I definitely liked his beat in Automatic, the Denzel Curry Project Zoo. Um, but as this, yeah, for this track, wasn't a huge fan. It was a, it was a decent track, wasn't the biggest fan. But regardless, even in my view, three for four on the first four tracks was way better than I expected. Um, and then we're going into number five, Dolls on My Head, the one that was previewed by Thugga about a year ago. Um, Mike Will beat, um, what did you guys think of, of number five, Dolls on My Head? Did it live up to the hype that uh, it originally had when Thugger put it on his Instagram? So this is a song I would definitely listen to again, but it really didn't blow me away. Um, both artists are fine here. I, I like uh, Young Thug's uh, feature. He did a good job. Uh, but once again, it wasn't as good as the feature he has later on in this album, personally for me. Um, and I also really didn't like the mix with the, there's a, like a higher pitch voice mix, and I wasn't a big fan of that, so. Yeah, I think they forgot to give a, a feature to uh, Alvin the Chipmunk. They forgot to name him in the uh, feature box. For, uh, <laughs> that's, so, that's so disrespectful. I love that. I, I love the that high oh, octave I'm not, echo. I'm not arguing that it didn't sound good, but you, can't, you also can't argue that that's what it yeah, sounded like. Yeah. But, I don't. I liked it. I thought it was different. No, I, I liked it. Personally, just Dolls on my head. Yeah, I understood. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, Dolls on my head. The first time I listened to it, didn't blow me away. I wasn't a huge uh, fan of the beginning part of Thugs, uh, Thugs part. But I think by the end he was fine. Um, gonna, gonna. You know, he started off pretty high, or he started off low, then went high, then went low again. 
and I love when Gunna does that when he switches up his tone. Um, Dolls in My Head and Far, the two Young Thug features, I think they're pretty even. I like Far more to begin with, uh, but Dolls in My Head, after listening to it a few times, has definitely grown on me. Yeah, I like Dolls in My Head. Um, I personally like that that high octave, like that mix. You're calling it Alvin and the Chipmunk, whatever. I like it. <laughs> and I also liked the Thugger right away on his verse. The He came in hard with just the bestie, bestie line. I thought, I mean... Right on beat, I thought it was hard. Um, I personally like this track. I thought it lived up to the hype. Um, if you guys want to compare it to the the last track in the in the album, Far, that was the other Thugger verse, uh, the other Thugger feature. Um, it seems like at least Carter, you thought Far was a better performance from Thugger. Yeah, I just uh, I liked how Young Thug showed off more of his vocal range here. He hit these like really high notes. Um, and that's just awesome whenever Young Thug can show off just all that he can do with his voice because he's just such a unique artist. Yeah, I love Far to be honest. Uh, when I listened to it for the first time, it definitely was the better Thug feature in my in my head. Um, Gunna comes in hard, Turbo B, huge fan of it. You know, Gunna, Gunna's just going to talk about pretty much wealth, girls. Same thing that Future kind of talks about. They have the same kind of <laughs> topics when they rap, but yeah, no... Uh, no quibbles with Far. <laughs> uh, I mean, I really loved the the hook with both of them singing together. I thought their voices together were really strong. Um, so at least that part of the track I liked. I felt like the the beginning with Gunna, I felt like he was slurring his words. I thought other than that, it was a phenomenal track. I just really, you couldn't make out a lot of what Gunna was saying. Um, I felt like... For the rest of the album, he had pretty good diction. This track in particular wasn't a huge fan of. You're, you're, you're talking about far, right? Yeah. It, it felt like on like I don't know the last two tracks, especially the last track, Gunna felt so much like even deeper than he his with his voice. Yeah. I felt it like more muffled. Yeah. I, I so that I personally wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, I thought the rest of the track was great. Um, but Thug's, Thug's vocal range is just absurd. It's it crazy. is. I it's agree. Crazy. It's uh, so high and so low. Like from from his album, so much fun. Cartier Gucci scarf. When he's it's it's him just going back and forth that one part where he goes from high to like that raspy, just super deep voice. It was crazy. And then he can get really high as a, as he was on far in terms of his uh, mm -hmm. his voice. It's just it's just crazy. Yep. Agreed. Um, so I personally like Dolls on My Head better. I thought both were great tracks. It seems like both of you liked Far better, but you can go either way. Um, number six, Addies, was actually my personal least favorite track on the album. Um, it included a feature from Nechi, who is a guy that I hadn't heard of before this track. He is Gunna's childhood friend, supposedly. Gunna said that he feels like it's just the beginning and the two of them have more to come. I kind of hope not because to me it didn't really sound like Nechi had much talent at all. Um, I thought the hook was bad, ton of repetition from Gunna, didn't really, nothing on this track personally impressed me, but I feel like with the, the heat that came in the first five tracks, that's allowable. Yeah, Addies is definitely also my least favorite song. It's just a simple beat, Gunna's not doing anything crazy on it. Nechi kind of sounds like boozy on <laughs> it. I mean, I guess if you want to argue that, it, that it's hard, sure, like he goes hard on it, but it's just so much like, duh, duh, duh. like he doesn't like have like consistent flow. It's just like little spurts here and there of lyrics. I was not a fan of Nechi. 
And the ad is, I would never listen to it again. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, the hook on this song is just so basic. And so, like, mailing it in. You really no, really no complex lyrics on this song at all. And Nietzsche, you know, telling, now that I hear that story, how it was a childhood friend, you know, that's, that's nice. I, I, was gonna, <laughs> I was really going to lean into him because this guy wasn't that great. No, he but, wasn't. But, you know, I, I'm, now I'm kind of, you know, hoping that, with the help of Gunna, he can get better, you know. I wish the best for him, but right now this is just not not, not a good song for him. It, it kind of, when I first heard Nechi's part um, and saw that he was on the feature list, I kind of assumed it was like a little kid dying from cancer and as his last wish, oh he wanted God. to be featured on a Gunna oh, track. That's really, that's really <laughs> But I mean, like... That's a that's the type of talent I feel like. I had no idea who Nechi was before this song. <laughs> yeah. I never like when I saw the track list in my or the few days before it came out. I had no clue. He's a Make a Wish. I thought it was a girl. It, uh, it's a it's a Make a Wish. I, just thought, I thought Nechi Gunna was, was like, this is Gunna's gift to charity much. for the year. It was one of those features you're like, who the hell is this? He got Travis. <laughs> he got Young Thug. Nietzsche. <laughs> We don't, we can't we don't even know what the guy's name is. We don't even know how to pronounce it. Nechi, 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 Nechi. All right, well, moving on. I wish the, the, wish the best for Let's this dude in this crowd. Let's just the the song. Moving on. Gunna's friend. That's the only way he made it on, on this album. <laughs> uh, All right, we got the two singles up next, Skybox and Wanna. I personally liked Skybox better than Wanna, but we we knew these tracks were going to be on there before this album dropped. Something that I did find out after the single was released, after our last episode, though, is um, about what Wanna means to Gunna. So Gunna refers to himself as Gun Wanna or Gunna Wanna, and he called, oh, it stands for Wealthy, Unapologetic, Negro, Naturally Authentic. And um, it, it, it's supposedly Gunna's alter ego, and so he, he considers himself Gunna, um, to be more relaxed and laid back, whereas Wanna is his more spontaneous alter ego. And that's the theme that he went for with his project, and that is the theme that he went for for this specific track, Wanna. Um, I felt like like the single Wanna was kind of monotonous and boring. It didn't have a lot of energy. So for Gunna to say that his alter ego, Wanna, is supposed to have you know, more randomness, spontaneity like i feel like that didn't really match um i don't know what did you guys think about the the singles so yeah that's it's a little weird because wanna that song didn't really embody what he's kind of saying here right I, I will give it that other songs on this album did it was more spontaneous i wasn't expecting some things that gonna delivered on this album but the track wanna specifically the beat was cool but it, it's it's very chill it was it was laid back so. right I felt like that didn't really. I, I was kind of confused when I, when I heard his self description of what wanna means. I mean, personally, I'm a Gunna fan, so I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I, you know, I like Skybox and I like wanna. Wanna, you know, he kind of sounds like Nechi in the fact that he does like that one word like spurt kind yeah. of thing. Choppy. Yeah. But yeah, choppy is the word. Yeah, but. I mean, Gunna just sounds better than Nechi, obviously, but I, I have nothing, I don't find anything wrong with either of these songs. In terms of the embodiment of Wanna and what that song kind of was, I'll give it to you that he didn't really kind of, he didn't really show that energy or whatever the right. Wanna alter ego is supposed to mean, but I, I thought it was a decent song. I thought Skybox was a great song. I like Skybox. Uh, it was more of like a, 
a happy little Uzi type playful beat I felt like from Taurus um, you know I feel like Gunna definitely showed his his range on this project Skybox along with don't play around two beats that I didn't really expect Gunna to be able to glide on because uh, they were definitely spontaneous beats and he did very well on it so um, we're gonna move on to track number nine blindfold another wheezy beat I thought this one was another banger the flow on the Gunnerverse is outstanding, and Lil Baby, his verse is hard. I thought the best feature on the album. What did you guys think of Blindfold? Yeah, I had low expectations for Blindfold, honestly. After Dripper Drown 2, when Gunna and Baby came together for uh, Derek Fisher, it was super underwhelming song. I didn't like it at all. I think most of the people that reviewed Dripper Drown 2 would, are, would also say that uh, Derek Fisher was a really bad song. And then they got together on Heating Up on Baby's album, and I thought that was a great song. I thought it kind of brought back together their, they have, they have good back and forth, I think. They both have kind of similar flows, and I thought Heating Up was a good song. And then this song was amazing. This is definitely one of the top songs in the album. Gonna slide so smoothly on his part. He speeds up, slows down, really great from him. And then, I mean, Baby's one of the best rappers in the game right now, I think. Uh, I don't think, I think this is a great song. What stands out for me on this song is definitely the seamless transition mm -hmm. that uh, Gunna goes into Lil Baby. It's like, they sound, they're similar artists since they've worked together. They sound kind of that similar smooth flow. And just to see them go from one to the next with such great chemistry, it just really shines on this song. Both great, uh, great verses. Um, the one thing with this song, though, is that it's, it's, it's what I expected out of a a uh, little baby gonna song. It didn't blow me away in that sense, but definitely a banger. I, a good song. Sure, agree. Yeah, I, I felt like um, the little baby feature on Polo G's album. I felt like was one that didn't have great transition. Kind of felt like it was copy pasted into the song without much um, editing, much mastering, and it felt like it was just kind of there not a great transition this one i felt like it it belonged almost felt like they were in the studio together recording uh i, I really love this track i felt like the the verses were better than the hook but overall great track blindfold number 10 is a, something we have never seen from gunna before rockstar bikers and chains we have another wheezy beat killed it again it's got a rockstar vibe to it huge mosh pit song what did you guys think about this track yeah, this, this beat's insane. You know, that uh, rock-inspired beat, something that you wouldn't expect. You know, you haven't heard really much from Gunna. Uh, what's interesting to see is the, uh, you know, rappers kind of, you know, wanting to live the rock star lifestyle. Um, we can see that with definitely a couple. I'd say, like, maybe Lil Uzi and, like, uh, definitely Post Malone. But just, like, rappers trying to adapt, or, like, adopt to this lifestyle that's crazy and, you know, just, like partying and this uh, this this track embodied that um the one th i think gunna's flow was great um the beat was great and just this song i think also benefits from the fact that it is short because it's just kind of like it goes in goes out and you just have a good time with it yeah i had to listen to the song a few times to really kind of get an opinion about it I, you know 
Gunna's gonna do his thing on the song. I wasn't a huge fan of the beat. It kind of sounds like, the beat kind of sounds like laser tag music, like something you hear running around the laser tag room, which is like this. It'll get you excited though. It's the spacey kind of. <laughs> You're not like, allowed to run in laser tag, but that, that's all right. I, it's I like see a what you mean. spacey vibe kind of. I don't know. It, it was okay, but one point I really like is definitely near the end, the last 30 seconds. Gunna's rapping, and there's this deep kind of background voice that's also doing it with them. And I thought those two together sounded really good. Um, I think with the song, I don't know, not one of my favorites on the album. I think it could probably grow on me as I listen to it. I think in a car it would sound great, but I don't know. Other than that, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I liked it. I think you have to give a lot of props to Gunna with this track. It's something that he hasn't really tried before. Something that, other than maybe, like, Travis, I, I get, like, a, a rodeo vibe, um, from it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a, yeah, um, totally. like no. a, what, what's it called? Um, Piss on My Grave, like the, the Travis song with Kanye, even like a Dark Knight Dumbo kind of, I, I get that kind of vibe with it too. Yeah, Travis, another artist who wants to kind of adopt that rock star lifestyle, right, right, you can right. kind of tell with his lyrics. Yeah, so I get that kind of vibe with it. Um, something that Gunna hasn't really experienced or uh, you know, played around with. And so for him to go out and be and say, this is gonna be my festival mosh pit song, I'm gonna kill this track, I'm gonna kill this this rock star beat, and I think he really did well with it, and you're definitely gonna, once, you know, artists are allowed to have concerts and festivals will get going again, I think you're gonna see a lot of, of videos of crowds going crazy, mosh pits with this rock star Bikers and Chains track. Again, another great Wheezy beat. Um, Moving on to number 11, Met Gala, Wheezy again. What did you guys think of Met Gala? So, I, there's not much I can say about this track because I, like, I love, I love this track. I really do. But it's just like, it's just a solid gunna track, you know, the, the, the beat and his voice equally as smooth. And it's just, it's just a song that I like. I don't really have a reason for why. It's just... It's very cool. Yeah, I feel like this is one of the most underrated songs in the album. You know, that first 40 seconds, he's kind of rapping like in a little low tone. There's not really much there, but at that 40 second mark, he kind of he switches to a higher tone. And then there's that one part where he goes like, oh, man. And it like transitions kind of. And I really, really, that was probably was one of my favorite transitions or favorite lyrics on the song that kind of just like that high pitch and then comes back down immediately. It sounded so smooth. I, I know I've been playing it in my car, it bumps. It's probably <laughs> one of my favorite songs on the album. I thought it was a good track, uh, above average. Um, but I mean, with, the, with an 18 track project, you're gonna have some that are great songs that aren't the ones that you're playing a ton. Um, I feel like Met Gala was a great song, definitely one of the most underrated on the project. Um, number 12 was an interesting track. Uh, Nasty Girl slash On Camera. Nasty Girl was produced by Wheezy. Taurus produced On Camera. Um, Gunna described it as two different songs that he merged together. To me, that's exactly what it sounded like. It sounded like two completely different songs that didn't have a lot to do with each other that were then merged together. I felt like the beat switch was one that, you know, I, I feel like your typical frat DJ could have done the transition between these two songs. I felt like it wasn't that great, personally. 
Um, what did you guys think of this track? Yeah, so I, I liked Nasty Girl, that first part of the song. Um, it kind of, again, has like another spacey kind of beat to it. I, I was a fan of it. I, I really love the beat transition to the on-camera second part. And for anybody that's seen Uncut, uh, Uncut Gems, it kind of sounds like that ending credit, almost like when he dies and they kind of zoom oh, bro, in. Bro, bro, whoa, 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 that's a spoiler. How have you not seen Uncut Gems? <laughs> I've seen yeah. it, I've seen it, but I mean, it, it just got put on Netflix like the other day, so you know people are gonna it's, start bro, watching it's it. It's been out since like before December. That's like, if you haven't seen bro, it. No, but that's like the entire part of the, like the, that whole movie is like kind of like just to me just dragged on, and then the last three minutes were like uh, incredible, and I feel that was so unexpected and you just yeah I think it's horrible. <laughs> All right, to switch topics well, to maybe, Uncut Gems for a second. <laughs> maybe he didn't die. Um, oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just Uncut Gems. He, he went to a he went to a happy farm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uncut Gems an independent is an independent movie, and I think if you're like a <laughs> if you're not, okay, we're going to Uncut Thank Gems you. for a second. <laughs> Alright, skip movie. ahead two minutes if you don't want to hear about Uncut Gems. It's an independent <laughs> movie, but if you're if you're a, like a cinephile and you like seeing individual films, like if you like the Tarantino movies, you're going to like Uncut Gems, I think. But if you're more of like a mainstream, like you like watching a series, like, a, like any Marvel series, Fast and the Furious, I don't think you're going to have as much appreciation for the work that Adam Sandler's done in it. Um, one of Adam Sandler's best roles, I think. Well, I mean, it's one of Adam Sandler's most serious roles. Yeah. Adam Sandler's it's Adam Sandler's but honestly, he played it so well. Like, he was such the perfect character I for agree. It. Like, he's playing that annoying, kind of Jewish person. Whoa! It's, no, 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 that's, that's what his, that's, that's what his role is. Jesus Christ. That's what his role, that's like what, he, like he said, like, that's what he is. But, say you're Jewish to save it. Yeah. <laughs> But to, to tie this back into music, uh, give ten seconds on the weekend. The weekend. Yeah, he was in the movie. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was, yeah. he was fucking. Um, the weekend would have been Adam Sandler's uh, girl. <laughs> the weekend would have beat the shit. Out of Adam I don't know. I feel like the weekend's kind of like. I feel like he might be a pussy. I feel like he could scrap. I feel like he could. With the weekend. Well, I feel like he could in like a weird way. Some like random. Males. I feel like I feel like if if he's a guy that can beat the shit out of someone, he wouldn't have his hair like that. I feel like he would have a different look to him. First of all, some random jeweler is not getting back to him like that. That security scene was bogus. There's no way the weekend security is that long. Yeah, he's got to have a good team Well, this was there. the weekend from, like, 2008. Dude, what? He's been popular <laughs> for a long time, though. Yeah, but I mean, 2008, no. Not no, really. No, it was I like think 2011. It was, it wasn't 2008. It was, it was 2011. It was like, like that Drake album. Like that Drake album, you kind of... That was the, yeah, that was the one with the, um, he was on, what song was that? Uh, but he was a pussy, he was he like, I'm not gonna perform it. anything until the black lights are on, like, shut the fuck up. Like, come on, you're, you're, you're all hip, but you have to be fucking some random girl in the bathroom? Alright, guy. Alright, back to the girl album. <laughs> Where were we? On, I liked on camera that second part. <laughs> it has that kind of, uh, I, I like the spacey i mean they're both kind of spacey beats the second spacey beat i actually liked and i thought it actually goes pretty hard uh when he's like the beat actually drops but so this is uh if it wasn't two songs i wouldn't listen to either of these but since they're put together uh i really like the transition i thought it was smooth uh, i really did um and i like the little uh star six seven uh voice recording mm -hmm. you know 
harpens back to like the Drake song, Star 6, 7, it always reminds you of, well, I'm blowing up. That's whenever, whenever I think of that, whenever I think of that. But, uh, you know, cool song, uh, the transition really helped it. Yeah, um, I had a different feeling. I felt like if Nasty Girl were its own track, I'd listen to it and it would be one of my favorites on the album. If On Camera was its own track, I would never listen to it ever again. I felt like the beat in On Camera was overwhelming. There was too much going on. Didn't really like, didn't love Gunna in, in On Camera. Nasty Girl, I thought was a great beat and I liked Gunna on it. Um, personally, didn't love the beat switch, didn't love half the songs I didn't like On Camera, so it's not a track that I go back to. On Camera was only like a minute long, kind of, it was like a minute 20 long, so I mean, yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play the song and then like it skip itself. it two minutes. Oh, in. if it was by itself, I wouldn't listen to it. Yeah, but like Bilbo said, you need uh, the transition to listen to this. Yeah, song, this part of it. Yeah. All right, track thirteen. We've got a feature from Roddy Rich, which was promoted by him like crazy on social media by Roddy Rich. Uh, so we knew he was gonna be on this album. What did you guys think of this song? What did you think of Roddy Rich's feature? Uh. This, this feature, Roddy Rich, you know, I really come onto the scene in the past year or so, um, and he's becoming one of the, like, the prolific artists at this time. Um, with this feature, it didn't do much for me. Uh, he usually has, like, such, like, a animated tone, and, like, he has a, a, another very solid vocal range, and it was just kind of okay. It was kind of a me. different flow for him, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it just, it just didn't do much. It was just, it, it worked, you know, with the beat, but it didn't blow me away at all. Gunna was fine. I'm not a fan of the hook on this song. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all. I, I liked the Roddy Rich part. I thought the feature was good. It's uh, it's a flow that's not really that Roddy's not really used to, kind of out of his range. So I respect that that he's trying something new. Um, the Gunna part, I wasn't a huge fan of. I felt like this track. It was okay, a little underwhelming, but I definitely thought it was a decent performance from Roddy Rich. I wish they gave Roddy more because I thought he did a great job for what he had, especially at the end. He kind of did that high-pitched uh, little thing that he's known for. Uh, Gunna starts off with a pretty basic kind of just deep rap, but it, it quickly switches to a more high beat, or I'm sorry, high-pitched, high-energy uh, rap, which, I'm, which I like personally. Um, I thought I thought it was a little bit underwhelming the song overall, especially because mainly because they didn't give Roddy enough. I don't think. Um, and, and on uh, like a second listen to the song, I, I started to really like the guitar beat, um, mm -hmm. but just their feature, their their performances didn't live up to what I thought the beat could be. I kind of felt like it was a beat that I've almost heard Roddy Rich rap over before. It felt uh -huh. like a, a beat familiar to Roddy Rich. And it's I went through Roddy Rich's discography album. and was listening to the songs, like trying to figure out what beat was ringing a bell for me. I couldn't figure it out. It but so, it's something off his latest album. It definitely, I know for a fact. It definitely felt like a Roddy Rich type beat. Yeah, I um, agree. You know, Gunna has the guitar sound. Future has the flute slash piccolo sound. <laughs> don't, give Gunna, don't give Gunna a guitar beat because you're never going to... <laughs> he snatches that up. Yeah, yeah he's gonna snatch it up. <laughs> All right, track fourteen. I'm on some. I feel like this is a track that's not getting a lot of hype. Do you think that it's not getting a lot of hype for a reason, or do you think this is a vastly underrated track? Ass. I didn't like it. <laughs> it was boring. It was lifeless. I would never listen to this song again. I hate it. I, I have nothing to say. I, I hate it. I hate it. Jason. Yeah. I mean. 
It's unfortunate that I was stuck in between a Roddy Rich feature and a Travis Scott feature. Um, <laughs> it's a cat. Because that song is going to get skipped over immediately. You're going right from the Roddy to the Travis song. Even even with that, I mean, I think it was just a placeholder song to <laughs> fill up minutes on the album. There's nothing really there. Um, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan. I did like the, the beat drop in it, but it was an average song. I felt like it was predictable. Um, not my favorite, but didn't think it was horrible. 15 is top floor. We've got the Travis Scott feature. This one was definitely hyped up. It's the sixth meeting between the two of them. They, they met on uh, Thuggers, Floyd Mayweather. They met on Travis Scott's Zoom and Yosemite. And then they met on Young Thug's Hot Remix. And then they recently were both on Turk's The Nav Single. The horns in this song made it sound like Hot, the, the popular Thugger song that was all over the place um, within the past year. I liked the horns when it first started to appear in songs. I'm starting to get bored of it. What do you guys think? Yeah, this should be Hot Remix 2.0. Um, Gunna's entire flow just sounds like it was off Hot. Um, I actually like the beginning, the little beginning part from Travis. It kind of reminds me a little bit of his old kind of uh, vibe. But I wasn't a huge fan of the song. I thought it was kind of underwhelming. I've seen a lot of people say that they prefer Top Floor over Hot. Um, I don't see. I don't see how you could, considering they're very similar songs. I didn't really like the Travis verse, even though I'm a huge Travis fan. Uh, definitely an underwhelming song. Like you guys said, it sounds exactly like Hot. It reminds me of Turks as well. Like these three beats all have similar elements to them. Um, with that being said, you know, it, it, I guess it's a formula, and it's a formula that works for these specific sets of artists. You know, whether Gunna, Travis Scott, Young Thug. I, I like the horns beats with them. Their flows sound good. Travis is with the auto tune is as smooth as always. Um, and yeah, it was just it was. Travis had, I think personally for me, one of the better features so far up there with Lil Baby and Young Thug on Far. But yeah, he was, he was good. Yeah, I liked, I liked the performance from Travis. The hook, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I felt like the hook was good, but not good for the beat. I felt like the beat was really exciting, a lot of energy. Um, of course, something we've heard before, but that still, still gave off that that energetic vibe, and I felt like Travis's hook was was slow, um, smooth, and felt like with a slower, more relaxed beat, I would have liked the Travis hook better. I did like both verses from these guys. I felt like it was a decent track. Definitely see the similarities between this and some of the other projects or other tracks between the two of them. I prefer Hot. Um, Hot started to get overplayed though. Um, I definitely like Hot better though. I hate that when there's like a really hard song that you like. Hot was so good. It it was so good. And then I felt like, I don't remember if it was, um, it was like college football and the NBA and like so many different Everybody starts using it. It was NBA. Oh my, everyone was using it. Any feature on this album was better than the Netchy one. So we should just be thankful that this wasn't an (laughs) abomination as that song was. Yeah, that's true. Moving on, track 16, Don't Play Around. It was a playful beat. Sounded like a, like a 
Lil Uzi type beat. What did you guys think of it? Yeah, this beat was very bouncy. You know, it, it brought energy to it, which is uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, once again, Gunna on this on this song, when he starts blowing, it just he just keeps going. He just it, he doesn't stop with it. And uh, but over, I like the also the catchiness of the hook too on this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean these last two tracks, or I'm sorry, these uh, don't play around and then do better. Uh, neither of them really did much for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, hold on. We're just talking about don't play yeah, around. No, no, I'm, no, just, no, I'm, just, just, I'm just saying. Just say, say, save do better because well, that's one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. Me too. Me too, man. This is just all lead up to far. I feel like Gunna just got tired. I wasn't. A, I mean, you guys know I'm Gunna fans. I just wasn't. I feel like again, kind of like. I'm on one, or I'm sorry, not I'm on, I'm on some, that these were just kind of placeholder songs to get to the feature. Like, this song didn't stand out, really, but at the same time, I thought, for a placeholder track, I guess, it's a very good song and catchy. Agree. I thought it was much better than I'm on some. Um, way, way better. <laughs> uh, no, definitely better than I'm on, I'm on some, but I feel like it was just trying to get to the feature. The, the hook was definitely repetitive, but because it was a bouncy... <laughs> energetic beat and his tone and flow was was exciting i felt like the repetition didn't really bother me at all and between this track and skybox i felt like it was another um exciting like bouncy beat that he's not really used to and i, I, think, I felt like he did well on both of them i think also uh bringing this energy is kind of crucial at the end of the album because people are starting to get bored with it you know like sure heard gunna for what 16 tracks now and now it, you know, and so do something stale, different but, you know, at least it yeah. brought a little bit of energy to keep I agree. going i agree a little bit of variety um he's definitely trying he's trying out his range at the end of this album and i thought don't play around not one of my favorites but i felt like he did a very very good job on it do better that you were about to shit talk track number 17 another wheezy beat i think do better might be my favorite on the entire album it I have a lot that I added to my, my playlist. Um, it was tough for me to pick um, between, let's see, like Do Better, Rockstar Bikers and Chains, Blindfold, Dolls on My Head, and then the first three, Argentina, Gimmick, Money on the Way. Those are my favorite tracks. I think Do Better might be my favorite. The flow, I feel like it's predictable. I feel like the beat is pretty predictable, but when the beat cuts out, and he goes, I want to see you do better. And then the beat kicks back in again. Love it. I, I love this track. Um, the lyrics weren't great, but I mean, I, I definitely vibe with this track a lot. This is a super ironic title for me because I really don't think he could have done better on this track. <laughs> Honestly, I, I love this song. It's the song that's sticking in my head the most. And which is really interesting because I don't think it's a song that necessarily stands out more from the rest of the songs on this album. And it definitely doesn't do as much as some other songs. But at the same time, the hook is sticky as hell. Gonna sound so thick and full in this song, and I love that. Just the raspiness. And overall, it's the song that I, I'm going to have on repeat for a long time. What's that instrument that is you? Like, what is that beat? Like, I, I don't know what instrument that is that is going in the background. I, I, what, I just like a keyboard? It might just be a keyboard. I like the second, like you said, when he says, I want you to do better. I think from then on, it's fine. I didn't like the beat, like that first minute and a, was it, minute and a half, minute 20. 
I, I thought it was kind of bland, but when he does that, I want you to see you do, but the hook like, is yeah. just so catchy. I agree. That, I, I, agree. That I, I think it transitions well into the verses, he, and the verses are pretty hard too. He gets a little deeper in like that New Orleans uh-huh. line, or yeah. whatever, and yep. after that, the end of the hook is just so. I agree. So, all right, we're on the same page. Jason's yeah. on something. That's all right. All right, we end with uh, Far. We've already talked about. Good ending to the album. Solid. Um, so that's it. Um, from each of you, I'm going to ask for your favorite track, your least favorite track, and an overall score out of 10. We'll start with you, Carter. So uh, my least favorite track, I don't even need a reason. i kind of forgetting the name. I'm on some. I'm on some. It's just, <laughs> just bad. And then, like I, you know, just talked about, you know, finishing up with the album, do better, great song. It's the it's the song that I'm gonna listen to the most. Overall score, out of uh, ten. I would give this album, I, I'd say, an eight and a half out of ten. I I really enjoyed the a majority of the songs on this album. The listen was great. Um, there's some things that Gunna can work on. You know, some songs were filler. Others he could, you know, expand more on his flows because he has that once again consistent flow. But I think he took some chances here, especially with the production side, you know, picking the beats. And overall, I really enjoyed this project. Jason? Uh, I think uh, my least favorite song is definitely Addie's. And I won't get too much into it because we kind of shit on it earlier. <laughs> um, I didn't think it was a great feature. And I wasn't even a fan of the gun apart. Didn't keep me away. <laughs> I think my favorite song is either... Fuck off. <laughs> didn't keep me awake. Shut up. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time one of your like sarcastic comments was like genuinely funny and you like didn't I just, say I that that's a good one I thought you were tired I, of me I'm a, I'm a, I don't know you were talking about Addie's and he goes and you were saying it wasn't a great season and Dobo goes didn't keep me awake <laughs> <laughs> nice um <laughs> Jesus uh and my favorite song is either either Far because I think Young Thug's vocal range is a little bit was a little wider in that song and I think it was a better feature or Met Gala which again like I said earlier I think's really slept on underrated um, I do want to apologize for the Adam Sandler comment that I made about him being an <laughs> annoying um, Jewish person uh, Jewish was not the word I was looking for it was gambler I was just trying to I, I was trying to no, I was trying to attack I, I was drawing a blank on the movie all right so uh, overall score out of 10 I apologize uh, 8.7 Oh, that's a high one. You're high so far, I think, uh, between the three album reviews. 8.7. My least favorite track, definitely Addie's. Never listen to that again. My favorite track, again, I'm having a hard time choosing. I love Do Better. Um, the beginning, I love Rockstar, Bikers and Chains, Blindfold. I really liked Dolls on My Head. And then the first three tracks, Argentina, Gimmick, Money on the Way. Argentina might be my favorite if you ask me in a week. Right now, I think I'm going to say my favorite is Do Better. I'm giving this album a 7.8 out of 10. Um, Gunna is really good, again, at matching his tone, matching his his flow with the mood of the beat. He really, as Carter said, tried tried out his range with a bunch of different beats. Um, you know, he played around with some bouncy, happy beats. He rocks our bikers and chains, a beat that we don't really hear any rappers try to try to take on and, and he killed that one um definitely a great sophomore album again i just want to re-emphasize wheezy the production on his album phenomenal i think he's got to be a top three producer i don't care who else is in your top three whether it's you know metro take keith turbo 
Pierre, uh, Munden, but Wheezy's definitely a top three guy for me, and um, I'll be playing this album for, for a while. I will say that we should all be thankful that this album was good because Gunna and Nav get the same exact beats. I feel like they both get really hard beats, but Nav's awful and Gunna can actually... Uh... Nav's underrated, but... Um... Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so up. argue that Good Intentions was good... Was, was was any good? No, that that's off topic. Did, did he but, really okay, have, that's what I thought. <laughs> did you really have good intentions on this? Episode? No, good um, intentions was terrible. It was bad. Gunna has also previewed. I I don't know when it's going to be dropped. It could be three years from now. But he previewed a Surfers album with Lil Baby, Young Thug, and Future. <laughs> That would be incredible. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him on a. Uh, I saw him do an interview about that, and he said because somebody's asking like what was coming next. Was it like him and his like young thug project? And then Gunna said mentioned that super slimy. I thought he said serpent, but surfer makes more sense. <laughs> um, that would be insane. Yeah, I, mean, I think I don't. I don't. I, again, I future. I mean, I, super slimy with future and young thug. I think got a lot of hate. But I thought it was an okay album, I think, in my opinion. I feel like Future's a part of, like, this family. No, he's definitely like, part Thug's of it. Crew. And Baby, Thug, and Gunna are going to be fine. Like, they'll, like they're going to do great. I just wonder how Future's going to kind of mesh with them on Yeah, songs. I wonder if he'll be overshadowed just because you have so many artists on one project. You know, some one at least one's probably got to fall short. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like Future, with that group of guys, might be the guy that you throw him in on a couple songs and it sounds like he doesn't fit. Um... We'll see, because I definitely think the other three have a better, yeah, a better. Because like his beats and yeah. how he raps is like not even close to what the other three do. Like the other, like Baby kind of has that one flow, like one tone, but I feel like he's just so he him. He's hard and, with it. He yeah, comes, he he's got such young thug that can fit in any song with his vocal right. range, and then Gunna. Well, I, once like he'll do that high pitch, low pitch, and again, like we've said, Gunna just slides in a song. But so. we'll see, you know, because I feel like Future had a lot of um, he showed off a lot of range on High Off Life, which he hadn't done in the past. So, uh, you know, he was hitting notes, he was switching up his flow, he was going high, he was going low, kind of sounded like Thug on a couple tracks. So I feel like uh, maybe maybe he'll fit better than we expect. Yeah, I'd actually look forward more to the Gunna Young Thug collab because I feel like I mean Thal's on my head and far. I mean, great tracks. Two of the best songs in the album, I think they just fit perfectly together. As long as there's no Harlem Shake on this new album, <laughs> we'll all be okay. <laughs> um, and you mentioned Travis briefly, but I just saw too, Travis was dropping a project with Rosalia, the girl that was in the... Um, I think it's a song. It was it a project? I think it was a song. song. It might be a track. It might be yeah. one, but it, suppose Travis was going to be rapping, rapping in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. That's... We'll see. That might that might hit hard. I will confess I got tricked on Twitter today. Some dude with like that, that seven check like that seven that looks like a check mark posted something about like rodeo two. First of all, I had like hundred and fifty thousand likes, so I also I was not the only one that right. had, it, yeah, I saw the same thing. But I, I, was, I, I, I looked at the track place. list and it had green and purple and that's just not a song that Travis would put, ever put on his album. I hope he does because it's fire, but Oh I'm no Great song, but I think it's more of like a single than a like that song Agreed, also yeah. came out years ago. Yeah, like, it why is that, I was like, why is that coming yeah. out on an album now? Agreed. Yeah, that was like back with uh, Birds yeah, of the Trap. Yeah. yeah, a man. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Was, that was the, yeah. That was a butterfly. All three of those songs. Yeah. 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 Like what was that? I thought it was, I thought it was a, man. a Man. Oh, you yeah. did say there were four of them. A Man, Ra Ra, Butterfly Effect, Green and Purple. 
Yeah. All right. All in 2017. Yeah, because Butterfly Effect was an Astro one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Green and um, Purple was the best out of all of those. I, I really liked Rob Rod too. A-Man, Rob A-Man is really slept on too. I, dude, they're all The only reason is Butterfly Effect, I felt like, was the worst of the four, and it's the one that made it. Because it was just a. Still The only reason A-Man has slept on is because it takes him like 50 seconds to actually get into the song. That's true. First 40 seconds. But his flow is great. Rob Rod is so good. Yeah. I love Green and Purple. The Cardi part on Green and Purple is good too. Yeah. I think. Yep. That was pre. He's actually that like pre baby voice. You can actually hear what he's saying. I mean, it was pre baby voice. All right. <laughs> um, we're moving on to Code of the Friends. Everything totally different vibe. So we're gonna switch our uh, switch our mood here. We're switching to the knockoff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did. I feel like yeah, he definitely sounded like a meaner at times. I'm gonna oh, call him Nagel because oh I think he's like he's a he's a good rapper. No, I, I, like, they have their styles are so similar. I feel like I even their beats are similar. Like just going through the album, I think Amina gets a little more auto tune and kind of vocal range. But I mean, Code of the House was good, but I just listen to every song. I'm like, I, I mean, they can literally just the exact same. Yeah, thing. I agree. Code of the Friend is a guy that. He mixes, masters, engineers, produces, raps. He does everything. He has no record label. All of his hype is created by himself and his fans. You know, all his promotion. It's it's a one man show. It was number one. It was the number one rap album before. Uh, it, it like came out before Gunna's like ten minutes. Like, like yeah. five minutes or so. Oh, he was hyping. Yeah, right. he, 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 <laughs> he showed on Instagram like number one album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a guy. You know, I, I don't want to bring him up. You know a ton, but like Russ, you know Russ is a guy that mixes oh, Matt. I, no, I'm just saying. Russ. <laughs> okay. No, wait, no, no. I, I see where you're coming from. All right. I get Russ, where you're going. Russ mixes with it. master. Russ he mixes masters, engineers, producers. Okay. It's all himself. He just that's the only comparison. He, that's the and, 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 and like when he yeah. drops, um, there's really a wolf. Like he didn't have a record label. He does now. He's with like Columbia Records or something. But um, Russ, it's tough with with those kind of guys. They aren't super humble, you know, because it's a one-man show. They're doing it all themselves. They start with nothing, and they're they're slowly growing. So, it's t- you know the the fans that ride with them day one, they're gonna ride with them for the rest of their lives because they're so they're it, everything like a cult every, following right exactly just like a cult following. But the issue is, you know, now that he's got some popularity, it's kind of like. I did this all on my own. Look at me. It, it's tough to be. He doesn't have like he has the right to to boast because I mean that's a, a a huge accomplishment to be where he is all all by himself. Um, but you know, guys who just catch up to him, you know, they they look him up on social media. I I, I feel like guys like that when they're boastful, they they turn away their fans a little bit or they turn away the opportunity to gain new fans. Um, I I don't know how. I, I, you know, props to him for doing everything himself, but I, I feel like you gotta be be humble in that that position. Um, yeah, um, like I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Coda uh, isn't one of those artists who isn't hasn't hit the mainstream yet. Right, right. He's still he's still one of those artists that's slept on. Um, I, honestly, I haven't listened to much of him before this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really know much of his uh, well, I mean, his, background. Yeah, before this, like his top listened to song on Spotify was Colorado. Yeah. It had like 20 million listens, uh-huh. which isn't a lot. Yeah. You know, it was, it's like Cardi before Cardi dropped Playboy Cardi almost. Like Cardi had that cult following, and now his uh, next album, 
whenever it comes out, if it ever comes out, it's one of the most expected albums. And Cardi's boastful. I mean, yeah, I, but it's different because Cardi still yeah, has I, production from other people. He's yeah. as a record label, it's different. Yeah, I mean, so when when I see it now, when I'm thinking about this, because I didn't know he did all this by right. himself. Um, it's cool when artists are able to do that because it shows how much they dip their hands into like all these different buckets. You right. know, you know they're very versatile. With that being said, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's a good thing to reject all like other people's help with things. Agree. Like I think um, down the line, as as he gets more popular, um, he should definitely be open to you know working with all these other producers and artists and stuff like that because um, sometimes it's better to have help with things than just to do it all yourself. With that being said, I think a lot of the you know the subject matter on this album was very endearing, and I thought it was very nice to hear. It was refreshing because he was very genuine mm-hmm. on it. I agree. Um, again, like it, it has early Russ vibes to me um, when he was doing everything by himself. You know, he was getting features from um, Bugus and Musa and like like guys you've never heard of. And the same thing is is here with with Coda. Um, At least he although has, he's got the one he's got BQE song, yeah, yeah but, he, but he is getting right. Even and Kyle, Miles, but even Kyle. Kyle, true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Kyle but, um, dude, but he did have song like Kate. I had never heard of um, Toby. Toby Lou. I had never. He's dude, a Chicago that, kid. That, I had never his heard feature of. feature was sick. You liked it? Honestly, that would have been my one of my favorite songs really? on the album. The Toby Lou feature. Well, was let's really jump good. into it. Um, so we start with Summer House. That's my favorite track on the album. Um, Great intro track. I love the the vibe he's got with it. It sounds like a summer happy vibe. He's got birds chirping in the background. The beat is relaxed. It's super relaxed. Um, summer House is a song that I'll be playing all summer. Um, yeah, I mean, all over this album, there's a bunch of these nature sounds. Agreed. Um, and there's like it, it's it's a soulful album. I don't I don't know if I call it soulful, but like it has those soul mm-hmm. elements to them. It has like horns and stuff like that. And I think what helps with uh, with Coda here is that he just has such a calm delivery, and it's just so laid back that it definitely fits like this certain like summertime aesthetic, this vibe. So I think it really works for like you know this the summer season. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Summer House is a great song. Um, you know, we've already talked about him sounding like Amina, but Amina is good, right? Yeah, and I don't think Coda. I mean, Coda sounds great on this song. I mean, again, that summer vibe you were talking about, just yeah. talking about where he came from. Like, no issues with the song at like all. This song just makes you just want to hang out, like, on, you know, like a, a Saturday on the lake. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah and, and it introduces the theme, too, because the, uh-huh. the album's called Everything, and he gets something that I think artists need to do more often is include interludes, because I think it... I, when I, what I like in an album is a, a, a constant, consistent theme with good tracks that are tied, to gel, tied together well versus just a bunch of hit tracks that don't really have any meaning together. Um, so, you know, the, the theme with everything, he's got different people talking about what it means to have everything, what everything means to them. Um, at the end of the first track, Summer House, he's got... Uh, a girl talking about you know what it means to have what everything means to that her what it means to have everything talking about you know, drinking beers with her roommates um, so I, I love this intro track and that sort of natural beat that vibe is kept throughout the album you've got birds chirping on almost every track you've got 
you can hear kids laughing and playing in the background, and I think it was Mikasa. Um, is that a xylophone on Mikasa? You, you got, there's xylophone, there's saxophone. He's, he he credits Braxton Cook and always as the, the, the sax artist. You've got, you can hear a tambourine. You it just feels hear, like, you know, there's an or, like, there's just all these instruments and people just playing. Uh, it's not like right. manufactured like other albums. Agreed. And you've got uh, different types of guitar, different varieties. Like so, some you've got like a, you can hear like a surfer type of guitar. You can hear like an acoustic guitar. I love. natural voice is perfect. I exactly. Think. Right. Yeah. I love the, the vibe put together. Yeah. All I, these tracks. I actually like him not using autotune as much as Amina does, especially on this mm-hmm. album. He, yeah, he doesn't sure. need it. I, I don't yeah. think he needs it at all. Right. He's just got such a you know calming delivery, just a chill delivery. Yeah, I don't think Amina needs it either, but I think Amina sounds good when he does it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Also, just to add on the last thing on the Summer House song, I, I personally say it's the best hook of the album too. Okay. Yeah. I, I did like the hook. Yeah. Um, I think I personally liked the. I think I liked the Long Beach hook better. Um, but I definitely liked that hook. Um, we can go to, to BQE was the single with Joey Badass and Boz. Um, but because Code is not a huge artist, we hadn't talked about it before. Uh, BQE stands for Brooklyn Queens Expressway because you've got three New York City rappers between Coda, Joey Badass, and Boz. Um, what did you guys think of that track? Obviously some, some big heavy names on it. It was a perfect beat for Joey Badass, I feel like. It kind of sounds like a pre... It sounds like... Not, not, not devastated. What's this other like just temptation? Super... I, I don't know, but it just rockabye baby. Are you talking? Are you talking about on all American bands? Yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds like a beat on that song, and I think Joey. I mean, Joey's a super underrated rapper, in my opinion. He doesn't get enough hype. I don't think. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think he was perfect on it, and I like Boss too. Yeah, this this track definitely has the most star power on the album, of course, you know, with two prominent artists like Joy Badass and Boz. What, the Toby Lou one's not a... <laughs> yeah, not, not quite. Okay. Um, and also... Kyle, I mean, flat. Yeah, this is definitely what? like... This Kyle? Is, yeah. <laughs> um, this is definitely the, the song, you know, um, that is like, I'd say the banger of the album. Um, and it just... Uh, I appreciate all the soul and the beat. All three artists killed this song, specifically Joey. Joey, I think, had the best feature. Yeah. Um, and this is the song that I definitely go on like any like more party playlist rather than just like chill out vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joey's such a good rapper. Like so, when we're talking about like great rappers, Joey's lyrics and how like he sounds on songs and how it's just so good. Joey, he fits in perfectly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, no no disrespect to Joey. I thought Boz had by far the best verse on this album, or on this track, I mean. I, I love... You're a Boz lover, though. I, I mean, him. yeah. I, I like Boz, too. Boz's yeah, I mean. verse, the rhyming in it, I feel like... I don't know if you've ever seen um, the genius YouTube clips where they, like, dissect yeah. a verse yeah. oh, and, yeah. like, they're yeah. highlighting yeah. it. That, I, I feel like his, his verse on this track is one that could be on there. It's that impressive. Um, yeah, to me, I mean, I do... I am a big fan of Boz, but... He's had a lot, at least in the past year and a half. Some he's had some great verses. Um, he had a great showing on the Revenge of the Dreamers album, uh, as well as the deluxe version. He, you know, he dropped his his EP uh, Spilled Milk that was really good. Yeah, Nirvana and Joel Price are both really good. Yep. Songs. I, yeah, I feel like Boss has just continually gotten better as we've seen him. 
Yeah. He's gotten more confident. I, yeah. I'm ex- whatever, be more energetic, more passionate. Whatever is coming next from Boz in terms of a solo project, I'm so excited for it because he has really turned it up in the last. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, I just wish Joey would do like he would do work with more famous people because I think if Joey got that chance yeah. to like be on a huge album and kind of be a prominent feature on it, like. He would just go. It would just rise up. Yeah, so much. I, I, but Joey grew up with the. He's still repping the same set of guys. You know, oh, his, absolutely. His yeah. pro era gang. You know, yeah. CJ Fly and Nick Caution. Like those are the guys that he was with from day one. He happened to be the one that blew up. You know, within his his group. You know, he still works with uh, like Flatbush Zombies all the time. Um, it's it's crazy how he's. He's a prominent artist. Yeah, I feel like he's still slept on. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like. He's he's a guy that you see people put in their top five, top ten, yeah. but at the same time still underrated and slept on, which exactly. is which is yeah. pretty interesting. He, he brings it in like every song. So moving on to track number four, Long Beach, super upbeat. This one, along with Summer House, is one that I've been playing a lot. Sounds like a summer vibe song to me. Long Beach sounds like if indie rock was a rap song, it would be Long Beach. It's some, it's one that you're playing in the in the in the car with the windows down, or you're playing um, at a bonfire this summer. What do you guys think of Long Beach? You know, Long Beach gave me major Anderson Pack vibes. Uh, you know that beginning. Honestly, whatever whatever that sound is sounds just like them. And I, I love Anderson. I mean, Trippy is one of my favorite songs that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have any issues with this song at all. I think out of all the songs in this album, this is the song that your girl would love. You know? <laughs> yeah, just you know, I agree. Drive and you know, hanging out because it's, it's like it's just about it's a good you know it's a basic message like spending time with a girl, spending time with this I person. You I like. wouldn't let her listen to it. <laughs> skip. It's a skip. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. It, it's one of those songs where you just kind of you know chill out to, and it's definitely uh, you know just it's about spending time with this person that you really like, and I appreciate that because you know instead of like you know all these other rap songs about, you know, like, you know, drugs and having sex. It's just a very wholesome song. All right, next up we've got an interlude from Lupita Nyong'o, uh, the famous actors from Black Panther, 12 Years a Slave, Us. Um, she continues the theme of this album, talking about what it means to her to have everything. Again, I think more rappers should have interludes on their albums. Um, he goes on to have one later from uh, Lakeith Stanfield, the actor from Atlanta, Uncut Gems. <laughs> what did you talk about? He played um, uh, Damani, the the guy that he was, was like from, KG's he's friend. Been, he's he was been in like Get Out, thing. Straight Out of Compton. Yeah, he's been in a lot Lives of Lives Out. Like, yep. He's been in everything. Yeah. Um, but I think in, in Lakeith talks about you know what it means to have everything and what everything means to him. Um, I think this is great. You got two prominent... Uh, people in the the acting game i think it's cool that he didn't use artists he used people in a different profession i i love the interludes in this album i i totally agree all these interludes i thought were just they're they're super genuine like it just shows you know it's just it's it's very reflective you know just thinking about what's important in life and you know i think on one of the interludes i think the last one he was talking about uh spending more time with his son so it's just these simple simple things that tie into the overall theme of the album of you know enjoying the the things that life has to offer yeah i think interludes are a great way to kind of if you want to switch like kind of the tone of the album to something or if you kind of like 
can a, uh, can a patch where a few songs in a row aren't anything, you kind of just want to get something in there before you keep on going. Shout out to Travis Scott, SDP, one of the best interludes, I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the interludes. I mean, like, different vibe, but yeah. yeah but they're, they're different, completely different vibe. They're completely different, different No, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, in the po- in like, genuinely talking about interludes, I think they're a good idea. Um, and I was just saying that SCP right, sounds sounds good in my opinion. I mean, like like Carter said, genuine um, from Lupita and uh, on this one and Lakeith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the only time where uh, interludes become a detriment is when uh, the album is so short. You know, right. where you're like, oh, I, I was excited to hear another song, but now right. it's just an interlude, and now I only listen to six songs. Right, so it's, that's like, it's like eight tracks, but you've got three interludes, and, so and it's, it's like, like 25 minutes total. Right, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. I agree. Um, of the next three, Away Park, Volvo, Morocco, any of those stand out to you guys that you want to talk about? I, I love how you said the next three, because I thought all of these were, like, similar. Yeah, they were all had the same, you know, fits in with what everything else is on the album. But none of these really stood out in a way. Coda's flow, Coda's just vocal tone and flows are just all super consistent. They all sound very similar. The beats, you know, all all you know, this soulful. Um, the one thing that did stand out was this uh, Toby Lou feature, which I actually really enjoyed, even though his lyrics aren't great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're right. all these, like, very corny lyrics, and he even says that. that Literally, it was like, have you got a Spanish bitch, like, she made me a taco or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like that's ones. not a real rapper lyric. No, I, <laughs> I just love Toby, Lo, uh, Toby Lou's flow. I didn't, I'd never heard of him before the song, probably, like, most other people. Um, his energy. But, yeah, his energy, really high. I like Coda on the song, again, matches that energy. I think Morocco out of the three is my favorite. Yeah, uh, Toby Lou's a Chicago kid that's not really on the map yet. Maybe uh, a couple more tracks with Coda will help put him on the map. Definitely more popular in the lyrical sense. <laughs> that's... I'm just wondering how much he actually has to say as a rapper, though. Because, once again, I don't know who he is. True. So, like, I don't know what background he has and what he can really bring to the table other than these, you know, like, I feel like that's true. random lyrics. Especially, like, when you're working with a guy like Coda who has shown off great lyricism, uh, I think... Coda has done really well, at least in this uh, this project, at being able to paint a picture with his with his with his lyrics. Um, so yeah, def- it, Toby Lou was definitely outperformed lyric wise, oh, but yeah. great mm-hmm. yeah great performance. Um, he does call himself flow. Young Toby Flacco. Yes, he does. That's not helping his cause here. Yeah, let's take away the ASAP. Let's get two completely different artists. ASAP's a generational artist. I don't know about that from Toby Lou, but you know, let him rock with it. Yep. Until we see something else or more. I agree. I do think these three tracks were kind of, they had similar vibes. It's tough to have, to keep a consistent theme and continue to have variations between your tracks. It's a tough thing to do. I do respect that he's keeping the theme together. I do think that's maybe more important than having each track be a banger. Um, the Kate part at the end of Away Park wasn't a fan of. I do like Toby Lou's part. Um, I also, uh, speaking of Amine, because we were saying how their, you know, their delivery was similar, with these tracks, I could have used a little bit of like that animation and that energy, like that Amine brings to the table, because these were all just super chill, and I could have used a little bit more to get me invested. Yep, I agree. I, I do think that 
a lot of these tracks sound similar. They get blended together because he he's not he, he's trying too hard almost. I feel like to keep everything relaxed, where mm-hmm. I feel like some of the tracks could use a little bit more energy. Uh, but I do love that he's keeping the same natural beat. The one thing I don't like though is he's got these natural beats with the sax, with the the birds, with the guitar, with the tambourine, and then he has this artificial buildup at like the start of some songs like leading up into you know the first lyrics or leading up into the beat drop i I feel like with such a natural beat he's he's got to stay away from the artificial keyboard sounds i mean i didn't hate it but at the same time it didn't you know it it didn't add much Mm -hmm. you know it could be with or without it it didn't really matter but i i didn't mind it i thought yeah to me it was a turn off it took away from the natural natural sounding beat but very well could just be me um, seven interlude, which Carter already talked about, um, the, the last end of it where he's talking about spending time with his kid. Um, I love that. I like, the, I like how he raps first and then gets into the talking. Yep. I thought that was cool. It's not just a regular flowed a little bit. Right. It's not just like a standard interlude where it's just talking. You've got mm-hmm. the rap and the flow, which, which was hard. I thought that, that his oh, rap yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. And this, this song, there's this interlude, there's a reason to go back to this interlude, uh, beyond just listening through it, like right. the whole album. Right. Which know? is tough to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's cool how he introduces his kid. You know, he talks about it in his uh, earlier track. Now, you know, this is the focus of the track. And then, um, I don't want to skip over always, but we'll, I, I'd like to go to everything real quick because it kind of fits together. Uh-huh. Um, it's his wrap-up song, talking about what everything means to him. Uh, he's already talked about uh, love a lot, and it sounds like that's what means a lot to him. But then, including his kid at the end of the song, you know, they're repeating words back and forth. I thought it was super wholesome. It was a beautiful ending to the album. Um, completely wrapped up the, the, the project, kept with the theme. I thought everything was a great conclusion track. I, I totally agree. It was a good way to go out, you know, <clears throat> once again, touching on, like, these, these simple things in life that keep them going. Um, and just the wholesome lyrics. I like how this album didn't have, like, I'd say too much swearing on it either. Right. It, it kept it fairly clean. Um, and just overall, just a good way to end the project, fitting in with the theme. Um, track number 10, Always, was the one we skipped over. The, <laughs> the, the, the one with Kyle. Dude, Kyle's so, <laughs> Kyle is so corny. Anybody remember that Netflix movie? That, that was a terrible movie. That what movie? Terrible. Not, it was the one with, I, I know it because it was like he was trying to like get on, you know, like be like a big artist, you know? Sure. And like, so he bad. had this like one night where he was just like all, ended up in all these places, had he, French Montana in it, that's what I remember the most, his, because I was like, that sucks. His lyrics are so corny, it, it just, he reminds me of like super hot, like when he did like the <laughs> battle raps, dude, like a, the after Kyle's, party is that what it's called? Yeah, is that ring about? Yeah, right. Kyle sounds like a like somebody that would be fighting in rap battles because he has no flow. <laughs> and losing all of them. <laughs> he has no flow, and it just sounds like he's talk. Like he's just talking. He does sound like he's talking. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's no rapping there, and granted, like a ton of rappers that like rappers, quote in quotes, do talk. Like sound like they're talking. Um, Kyle's just over the top with it. With that being said, you still like the Toby Lou, even though he was pretty corny too? Yeah, Toby Lou at least had flow. Yeah, Toby Lou's flow was high energy. Like, from Kyle, you're getting this monotone, like, talking. I mean, Kyle has one other popular song that I can't think of. Uh, I'll Spy. 
I Spy Like. Oh, boy. Which is I, not a great song. Dude, like, what? Popular. Popular. Man, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> I Spy With My Little. I, like, dude, just awful lyrics, awful flow. Um, this might be the only song I don't like purely because of Kyle. I agree. Um, I do like the that he uh, had the sax from Braxton Cook, and he gave credit to him. Um, he's I had never heard of him because that's not the type of music I listen to, but I looked him up. He's one of the gener- our generation's most exciting emerging voices in the jazz world. I think that was cool to um, include you know someone beyond the rap game. Um, I thought the sax was a nice touch. What were you going to say? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the other way on this a little bit because I actually – Kyle is an artist that I don't really like to begin with. You know, he has a lot of corniness to him, like you said. But at the same time, I actually did like – what he was bringing to the table on here. I thought, you know, I mixed it up a little bit from like the chillness of the album. He brought a little bit of uh, energy to it. And honestly, I just thought what he was saying was very, very sincere. And that's what I appreciate out of uh, an artist like him, who I usually don't like that much. You know, he was very, you know, saying things that meant, you know, had weight to it. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that at least. I, and I think the reason for that is, is because um, he's, I mean, he's doing this song with Coda and Coda's done that the entire album and even though Toby Lou didn't do that I mean I'm guessing like Kyle probably did that purely for that reason because of this album kept with the theme yeah um I mean I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree I mean I think we both agree that Kyle is not good not the best artist um yeah I, I just can't listen to him so I <laughs> I, I, I can't listen to him without wanting to vomit so overall I'm giving this album a 7.7 I gave Gunna's a 7.8 Gunna definitely had many more bangers than Coda did, um, but I think it speaks to Coda's ability, at least in this project, to keep with a central theme, a meaningful theme. All the lyrics were meaningful. Uh, his flows were relaxed. I love the beats. I feel like some of the songs weren't ones that I'm going to go back to. This isn't the last time we're going to hear from Coda. He's got a lot of potential, and I think if he continues to, to stick to this natural being himself, this wholesome uh, vibe. I think he's he's gonna go well, go far in the in the rap game. Just being himself. My favorite track was Summer House. My least favorite was Volvo, which is one of the singles. Um, what do you guys have for yeah, overall scores? On this album, I'm gonna give it a 7.5. Um, I really like the concept here. This this album isn't gonna be for everybody because it's not like that party, you know, like rap. You know, it's it's not it's not gonna get you hype. But at the same time, it's good for like um, just relaxing. And I appreciate when an artist can you know make a project that fits this certain aesthetic. And you know, even though some of the songs kind of sound similar, if you have it on in the car, you're not gonna skip. Right. Um, so overall, yeah, he did a good job. He definitely has room to grow. Um, but I'd like to see uh, what he does next time. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven four, and I think it's around the point that there's more room to grow from here. Um, you know, the first four songs I think are definitely standouts, Summer House, Mikasa, BQE, and Long Beach. Um, I thought those were the four best songs on the album, With also with Morocco was one of my favorites, and then Always being my least favorite. Um, like Jackson said, I think we'll be hearing from Coda in the future, definitely will be, as uh, him and Amine have similar styles, and Amine is pretty popular. Uh, I liked Amine's last album, and this is kind of similar in that sense, except Amine has the vocal, oh, I'm sorry, he has the vocal range uh, due to his auto-tune, but um, yeah, not, not, 
I enjoyed the album. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would definitely, these are one of the albums that I would go back to. All right, we are going to move on to our last segment. Segment three, <clears throat> Migos dropped a single, Need It, with Youngboy NBA. It's the fourth single Migos has dropped this year. They started with Give No Fuck with Travis Scott and Young Thug at the beginning of the year. They've also dropped Taco Tuesday and Racks Too Skinny since then. Um, Taco Tuesday was awful. <laughs> Taco Tuesday, I hope, is not one that's going to appear on an album. Oh, it's going to. It's, gonna be, it's definitely going to be a single on. What they just not, said it's. They not, just said it's not, not Culture Three. So I was going to talk about that. So Culture dropped January of 2017. In my opinion, great album. Yeah. T-shirt, call casting, bad and bougie, get right with you, slippery, big on big, what the price, deads, Kelly Price, all yeah. great songs. hundred percent agree. Agree. Culture two dropped a year later, January twenty eighteen, flopped. In my opinion, walk it, talk it, stir fry, motorsport, notice me were the ones that were played on the radio. I felt like did not live up to culture at all. Yeah, I was a fan. I was actually a fan of the album. There was definitely songs that were awful that I did not care for. But you know, those last probably four or five songs kind of were more not emotional, but kind of slowed down. Um, Made Men is one of my favorite songs on that. I love the Offset uh, verse. Uh, I love I love the Quavo hook. Um, I feel like Culture 2 gets a lot of hate because of how good the first Culture was. Um, and I, I don't, I, I would have liked to see Culture 3 like be the name of the album because I think this was going to be their last one, I think. Uh, yeah, they said, he said, they said Culture 3 was going to be the last of the trilogy. It was supposed to originally drop January of 2019. So do you have January 2017 Culture, January 2018 Culture 2, January of 2019 Culture 3. It was then pushed back to be probably 2020. We still haven't had it. And now recently within the past week, they've said that their upcoming album is not going to be Culture 3. They said Culture 3 will still be a thing. Yeah, that, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. They but. said, yeah, Culture 3 will still, I don't know when now the timetable is because it was supposed to be 2019 and now their next project is going to be year, Culture yeah. 3. So we'll see. Um, but they said that their next album is not going to be Culture 3. They also said that this new single, Need It, with Youngboy NBA, is going to be the lead single off of that album. So this that might give you an insight to what the album will sound like. And it also tells you that this upcoming album is probably close to dropping if this is going to be the lead single from it. Yeah, um, I hope this is the lead single. I mean... I, I don't mind that. I like how they alternate. It was kind of like the trillionaire mm -hmm. off uh, Future's High Off Life album where they're alternating, and uh, NBA and Migos are alternating their lines. Um, I thought it was just, you know, I think the song would have been better with a harder beat. I thought the beat, I, I don't like the sound that they're using. It's just the dun 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 dun. It just it seems super simple to me. Um, I hope this isn't the last we see of Migos, and, you know, I. Since it's not culture, I don't know what we're gonna get exactly. Hopefully, it's something like No Label Two, which I thought was one of their best albums outside of culture. Um, I think I, you know, the beat is just the big problem around this song. I thought it had a lot of potential, but I don't think it lived up to it. I think you know the interesting thing about Migos is that sometimes I feel like they're the worst artists alive. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, taco, taco, taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Taco Tuesday. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, a good amount of times, I'm, I'm actually really surprised by them because they do bring uh, a lot to the rap community, and they have a lot of good songs, uh, especially with Culture, the original Culture. Yeah, that was a smash hit album. This song was awesome. I, I honestly had no complaints with it. It was, it's a party banger. It was, it, it, it go the back and forth is fun. It's bouncy. Um, the hook is catchy. I, I was, I listened to it today. I was singing in the shower. I just couldn't get it out of my head. Um, and just, it just kind of uh, shows that when Migos wants to, you know, make a good song, they can. They're capable of it. I did like Need It as well. It, it did bring me back to Trillionaire when Future and. Young Boy NBA were going back and forth. Got a different sort of vibe on this album, so I was excited to see how it would work here. I felt like Future and NBA had a better chemistry than Offset and NBA did and Need It. Um, I personally wasn't the biggest fan of the hook. I didn't think the chemistry between the two of them was great, but I did love the back and forth between Quavo and Takeoff. That that verse I thought was outstanding. Um, and it's something that I really hope to see in the future between the three of them. It's tough when you have three artists. It's tough to make sure that they're all there having a prominent part in every track on a project. So I hope that they do this more in the future where they go, you know, it doesn't have to be line for line, but it could be, you know, four lines to four lines going back and forth. Um, that way, it doesn't have to be a three-verse song every single time or two verses and have the other Migo do the hook. If you have two of them take on a verse together, I think it, it, it fits the song well, makes it more efficient so you don't have to drag on to a third verse or put someone like Take Off who's not as comfortable doing the hook, um, putting him at the hook. Um, but I did like this song, and you know, if this is the lead single to the album and this is what it's going to sound like, I have pretty high expectations for the album then because I did like this single. I you know, I think the album is gonna I also have high expectations, but you know, I'm just gonna go back to it. It's just a shame because NBA and Migos both get really hard beats on their singles and albums and I just I cannot get that beat out of my head. It, it was DJ Durrell by the way, I just wanted to put that yeah, out there. That's I, amazing. I just really didn't like it. I feel like you're like they were all I love the energy between all of them and I think it could have been not that the lyrics weren't good, but I feel like with a better beat, it would have made the song so much better. I'm really enjoying how these artists are doing this back and forth pattern because yeah. it keeps the song interesting throughout. Mm -hmm. Because you know, with some of these artists, sometimes they can get a little you know bland in their verses. So like when they only have a short sample, they can really excel and show their skills. Um, one of the songs that I think excels at this best, it's an older song. Uh, it's a song called "What You Doing" by Trouble. And it has Quavo, it has uh, Young Thug, and Skip It the Flip of if you remember him. <laughs> so if you want to listen to a track that has similar vibes to this one, uh, I, I, I'd listen to that. Okay. I want to bring up two more points about the Migos. So let's move past the song. <laughs> First thing, what are the odds that we see a Rich Homie Quan feature on this like, song? Like No Label 2? <laughs> yeah. yeah, where he was on twice. Right? Yeah. Please give us more Rich Homie Quan. Rich Homie Quan Fire. I don't understand why he fell off so I much. I love, love Rich Homie Kwan. No Label 2, I mean, you brought it up. That was one of my favorite Migos albums. Probably Other than Culture, Culture yeah. was more complete. But I, Handsome and Wealthy is my favorite Migos song. Is what, other than like... Um, Freak No More is so slept yeah. on. They get, it's so like... Ugh, it's just... I love Freak No More. They each get their own verse. 
but they're also doing kind of the back and forth lines and it's kind of like it's a hype song and kind of like a R&B it's like a weird mix I love that song yeah, what what happened to Rich Homie Kwan? Honestly, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Him. The last time I saw him was on an episode of Siesta Key, the MTV <laughs> show. So it's like I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah. Second uh, point I want to make with the Migos, who is the best Migos? Ah. Uh, By the way, Rich Homie Kwan dropped two albums last year. Well, he had a feature from Boozy. He just Who's has no is? hype anymore. Like, yeah, nobody cares about the, him. What, there was a, he, he had some Dude, big famous so he, songs. He was Flex. Flex, ooh, and then ooh, he was with that ooh, little Dicky yeah. song, Save That Money. Wasn't he, wasn't he a type of way? Make me feel some Lifestyle. type of way. Lifestyle. 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 Track. Thug, um, Which is crazy to that's see a great song. Young Thug's progression because everybody shit on him for that. Well, <laughs> True. A lot of people shit on him for that song. I like it. You couldn't understand what he's saying. But he's become somebody that's actually super respected in the rap community. So it's that's just, true. It's nice and like Stoner, that was I like back Stoner when Stoner came yeah. switch from people kind of hating on it to people liking it. Well, he still, because I feel like in Stoner, he still had that same kind of vibe as in... Um, you couldn't understand a but, lot. But like, but... but like, I felt like people were like, okay, but this one kind of bumps. Yeah, like, yeah, I felt yeah. like Stoner, yeah, Stoner, I definitely... That's not a more chill song. Stoner kind of, Stoner definitely has more energy, I think. Mm-hmm. But, so back to the Migos and which one's the best. I think it just comes. There's down only to, one correct answer. I'm I think it comes saying. down to looking at their individual albums, and that really. I mean, okay, Quavo is the best when it comes to hooks and chorus. I think. Okay. And features. And fe- like for Quavo's like pop features. Good on features. Pop, he's on every pop feature. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, that one with. Well, there was a. All right. I gotta find it. I think there was a I, song that was playing. Um, that I heard the other day on the radio. Intentions. The Justin oh, yeah, Bieber yeah. song? That's I had that's never that's heard that, that before. It's actually okay. I don't, it's, like, <laughs> I, I don't like that song. I was actually I like... <laughs> Alright, it was actually decent. I liked Quavo's part on it. it was nothing yeah, nothing will like, beat Bieber on Maria on Trump. Th- th- that's probably my favorite feature of all time. Maybe I rap, just don't like the Justin Bieber part. Okay, I wasn't a fan of him on that song. Okay. I'm not really but, a fan of Quavo right now. Quavo, I think, is third. But I mean, they each have their own specialty, I think. Quavo's third. I think that Offset has the best. I think I don't know. Offset can kind of fit on. He can fit on almost any track because he can do that kind of slowed down emotional rapping or that super high energetic. I I think Takeoff's number one. Takeoff is my favorite Migo. I think yeah. he's the best. His flow is phenomenal. Yeah, he's he has the best a- individual album. I think. I think his individual albums when uh, it went was Takeoff, uh, Offset, Quavo. I don't think there's a bad song on his individual album. I liked it. It, it, it. Yeah, I thought it flowed well. I think you can listen to it front to back. Um, yeah, I, I thought Takeoff's... I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that their solo albums is the only way you can judge them. Uh, yeah. No, but, yeah. But I do because think Takeoff's that Takeoff's was the best solo album. I think, I think you can... I think that is the way to do it because Takeoff doesn't get enough, like... Lines or chances when they all come together. Offset and Quavo dominate the songs, and Takeoff's kind of thrown in the back seat. Well, you never really see Takeoff in like a prominent feature. Like you'll see Offset yeah. alone, or you'll Offset's see like ton of features, Quavo, Quavo ton of alone. Features. But on, Offset's my favorite. But uh, at the same time, I can respect that. I think Takeoff has the most standout performances mm-hmm. because well, he he's capable of having the most standout performances just because it is such a unique voice. So. Right. Yeah, I, the song that really stands out to me from Migos is Commando, where Takeoff has the entire hook, and the flow on that is impeccable. I think he's got great flow. Quavo, 
I mean, I honestly would put Quavo two offset three. You can go. Everyone has their own opinions. You can go any way, either way. Um, but Quavo just has great hooks. I do think that he's a little underrated with his verses. I think that he's much more fit to do a hook, a catchy hook, than a verse. But I do think he's got more versatility when it comes to different moods. I think he can do a pop song like um, Congratulations, I felt like was mm-hmm. the one that really stood out. Like, yep. neither Offset nor Takeoff have a song like Congratulations yeah. that's that big. Yeah, I mean, as a feature. Like, I don't think I can see Offset or Takeoff making a hit track with Justin Bieber. You know, I, I think Quavo's well, the only Quavo one that has that more that. melodic vibe that can right. vibe with the pop stars. Quavo's just the more mainstream artist. I think he'll, he brings rap fans into these pop songs, and I think that helps. Like, other artists, uh, other uh, members of uh, Migos, I don't think would do the same numbers at all. Agreed. Okay. Uh-huh. But I, I, for me, it would go, and it could change. We'll see with the next Migos track. But as of now, I am going one takeoff, two Quavo, three offset, and that's no disrespect to offset. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all of that. I mean, offset's great in his own way. I mean, without warning, was pretty was pretty much dominated by him. I think, even though it was a twenty one project, but offset, I feel like carried that with uh, Ric Flair drip. He had the hook on Ric Flair drip, which was a great song. Uh, nightmare. I don't know if you remember that. Nightmare. He's like Freddy Krueger. Give him a nightmare. And then Mad Stalkers. Well, that was more of a twenty-one. But um, I have offset it to take off at one and Quavo at three, just because I don't think Quavo can individually carry an album. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go uh, offset one, take off two, uh, Quavo, Quavo three. three. And I think we all really touched on the points there. Yeah. Um, I do think that Offset was kind of the only one that had a big hit off of their solo albums though um like as in terms of radio clout but that also is because of cardi Cardi. um who i think had a good verse just saying i don't love all cardi but i think cardi was pretty good on that song i'm just saying um i know there was one song uh a lot of you want to hear this there was the one song on quavo huncho with um you're talking about rerun Rerun with, yeah. with Travis. Yeah, rerun was like that was decent. Um, but the switch is getting more. I feel like getting more popularity now just because of TikTok. <laughs> True, TikTok is doing all sorts TikTok's of numbers. I really liked Lose It with Lil Baby. Yeah, um, Working Me was actually like, Working Me like was pretty on. decent. But other than that, like it was a lot of songs for Quavo because Quavo's can't do nineteen songs by himself. Yeah. That's why he had so many features on it. I think all three of these artists shine better with features. Agreed. Like, I don't want to hear them the whole track. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, go ahead. I liked Offset. In the, I think Offset could carry a project by himself. Um, I don't think... I mean, Takeoff has the best lyrics and best uh, flow, but I don't I don't think Takeoff could Huncho be. Jack, Ad-libs. Jack, Huncho. Ad-libs. True. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Huncho, Jack, Jack, Jack Huncho. That, that, that got a lot of hate at first, but... I that's one of my... I love that album. Oh, it's a great... I'm not... Yeah. yeah. It got a lot I of hate at first, album. but I feel like it's just... I think it's growing on people now. I, I don't think there's album. a bad song on that album. I don't like Best Man. It's a last track, but it's got that a good vibe. You're right. I'm but sorry, the rest the of it, song. the rest of it, I love. Um, where are you from? Also, isn't the best. Like the last two songs. How you I feeling? Like, my but, favorite song. That uh, beginning where I like. Um, I like Saint, and I like yeah. Saint's probably my favorite. Saint's good. But, uh, the intro, yeah. Modern Slavery, is great. Yeah, yeah I love Huncho Jack, but that's again that that probably for me puts Quavo over Offset. Um, 
that that project is phenomenal. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what what Migos has in store, and hopefully soon. Because right now, I think it's gonna be soon. But how how soon? As soon as next week? As soon as no. as soon as no. June? No. Uh, as soon as like all right, it's gonna drop like within the next August. two months. Not, not, not next two week. Two that months, huge yeah. Yachty project coming out on. If, 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 yeah. if Yachty's the only thing dropping this next week, we're gonna have to come up with some. It's gonna be some short fun segment. It's gonna be a short pod. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not spending more than twenty minutes talking about little Yachty. Dude, yeah. Dude, come on! Yachty's last album, or what was it? Not not his last album. What the boat? Yeah, little yeah. boat. Yeah, little boat too. With the red album cover. No, 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 no. The orange one. Yeah, close enough. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember it because Yachty's not that memorable. But NBA Youngboat, I feel like was a good song. <laughs> Self made the first one. I feel like slept on. Yachty has. I mean, Yachty has a weird voice, but I mean, Yachty's good with features. Um, I think Yachty performs the best when he's doing like. Minnesota, honestly, like skip it. Yeah, football. honestly, when he's sounding like a like a like a rap lullaby, you know, it fits a niche. Yeah. It's like and like ever since that whatever that the boat the first little boat album. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just I haven't liked what he's been doing. I wonder we're gonna get a couple features. Because pictures came out either yesterday or a few days ago of uh, Yachty and Cardi doing a video together for one of their songs on Yachty's album. Okay. Um, I'm not excited for that. Dude, I, I, I wonder. I wonder what we're gonna get from Cardi. I don't. We're not getting it until twenty twenty three, dude. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about on the song. Oh, okay. On the individual song, whether we get Baby Voice or. I mean, if I have to Fetty. hear both of these artists <laughs> in one track, at their what worst. Was their last, what was the, their last? They had a collab on. Um, on what? On Yachty. On Yachty. It was either a single or on Yachty's album. It was called. Uh, uh, I gotta look it up now. Like get, was it get ripped? Honestly, you couldn't pay me to, you know, remember, remember a Yachty song. <laughs> really? Get dripped. I Is know that what it was. Yeah, get yeah. dripped. Get dripped off of nothing to prove. That but again, a, that, that was a good song. So that album was 2018. So now we've got two years. You know, like maybe in those two years, he's gonna have something. Yeah, he reminds maybe me. Maybe in two years he can come up with a decent. With a decent album for us, but I, I have, I have, out of any album I've heard this year, lowest expectations for this album. Yachty, yeah. Yachty has not not voice wise, but Yachty when it comes to his lyrics reminds me of Kyle, just corny bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like nothing important here, mm-hmm. nothing to see here. Yeah, and that's probably why they did I Spy together. <laughs> and somehow it hit. Yeah. Uh, whatever. That's it. I think it was just because of like a Cause child. Because it wasn't a yeah. rap song. You play it for your toddlers. True. <laughs> All right, we good? Yeah. All right, yeah. thank you for listening to episode two of Friday to Friday. A lot of different tangents, but uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, Happy Friday, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see you next week. Thank you for listening.